Awesome. So we're live. It is Wednesday night. No, it, it is Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday night. <laughs> and we usually film these in the morning. Yes. But for the first time, we both had busy days mm. and we just couldn't get it done. So we decided to do a nighttime session. Absolutely. And you had a really interesting guest earlier today. I which did. Which I kind of have a couple... I just... You can... I want to talk about it just a little bit. I okay. want to know a little bit about what, what it was all about. Okay. Well, first, let's say who it is. Mm. Um, we had a lady named Laura Cronin on, and that video will probably be up in three days. Okay. So today, this as you're watching this now, it should be Thursday. So it will be live on Monday morning. Monday morning. Correct. Okay. And she, I found her online, and she was at the Capitol on January 6th. How did you find her online? It's not like you go, like, searching for this stuff. So I was, after our homeschool conversation, oh. I Googled homeschool expert Atlanta, and she popped up. Okay. Because she did some interviews during tw- summer of 2020 when everyone was trying to figure out how to homeschool. Mm. But when you Google her, it says Laura Cronin, and automatically Google auto-populates January 6th. Really? So I was like, huh. So she's notorious. There was a lot of articles on her. Why? Why the, her specifically? So she was at the Capitol, mm. uh, and that's like part of it, right? On During the midterm election this past year in November, they found out after they hired her to be a poll worker that she was at the Capitol, and they oh. fired her on the spot the morning of. Oh. They did not want a super conservative at Fulton County polling station. Interesting. Hmm. Inter- the most controversial polling station That's in right. all of America. That was in the news. They do not want someone considered a super conservative. And in many places, the polling stations, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get this right, but from what I understand, most of the polling stations are left-leaning. Correct. She said she may have been the only one. So let's let's... I want to discuss that for a second. Why are polling stations mostly left-leaning? Why is this a thing? I, I have no, I had no idea. I thought they were volunteers. They were hired. Yeah. So they go through a training process. They're told how to operate all the machinery, what to do the day of. She was there putting up the signs. She just wanted to do something that felt like her civic duty. And that's the feeling I got. Mm-hmm. She seemed like just a solid woman. Mm-hmm. But they villainized her. And if you Google her, New York Times, BBC, literally every news publication in the world wow. did an article on her. Did you guys t- end up talking about how her notoriety now has affected her life? She what? received thousands of death threats. Ooh. Her her and her husband's both business got slacked really? because of it. Yeah, because no one wants to touch it. That's crazy. Yeah, which is so unfair to her. It's... it. it that shows how politics can be so toxic, man. Like, she's here. Let me, I'm just painting a picture. Correct me if I'm wrong. She wants, you just said she wants to do her civic duty. She wants to give back to the election process. So she goes there. She's conservative. It's mostly left-leaning. They find out that she was there at January 6th. How did they find out that she was there at January 6th? They, Someone Googled it or something like that? Yeah, they found a picture from an old whatever, and she put up a story, and... They found out. And then they fired her. They fired and her. And now she has this entire Google, you know, search history. Mm-hmm. So, like, she might be unemployable in a lot of areas. 
I mean, and she said that there were a lot of, um, she does some consulting work. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of clients that said, hey, look, we agree with you. But we just can't take the hit mm-hmm. from working with you. Wow. And I thought that was fucked up. That's fucked up. She's just a pole, She's just a volunteer poll. She's just an American. It's mm, a good way and of saying it. what is wrong with having a political view that you don't agree with? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. We accept people that are Marxists. We accept people that are socialists. We accept people that to, to, are that are totalitarians, mm-hmm. and yet she's the one that's bad. I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm listening to the story from her, and I don't get. I never got that feeling of this lady is an extremist. Mm-hmm. She is far right, but there's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to be as far right or far left as you want, mm-hmm. and for them to villainize her the way they did and almost ruin her. She she told stories about how the FBI was following her. Really? Yes. She's just a mommy. Yes. And if you see her, she's literally just a suburban mom. It's <laughs> she, crazy. Does she drive a hatchback? Does she no, drive, she drove. Does she drive she a Mercedes came in like this, Yeah, this little Mercedes, you know? I think she's from like Johns Creek. You know, she's yeah. your typical, she plays tennis. Nothing about her screams terrorist. Mm. And I spent a good two hours with her. And at the end, I told her that, I believe she's brave. Why? Because a lot of people after that experience would have hidden away. Really? Right? They would have shut up. They don't want to deal with this. It's so funny that you think that way. It, let, let me let me put it let me put it, you in her shoes. If you were her, what would you do? I don't know. Part of me says burn this shit, burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> The other part of me says, I have a family. I have people, I have family that I'm associated with. Like how far does the, you know, the cancellation go? Mm. And you would have to consider that. But she was like, and she said she did have a short breakdown because it was just too overwhelming. Too much, yeah. But at a certain point, she was like, fuck it. You got to kind of own it at that point. Owned it. She's very active on Twitter. She comments on everything. Um, and again, I did not get the feeling that she is unreasonable. Mm. So the reason I asked that question is because my first reaction, if I was in her shoes, I would have leaned heavy into it. Mm. I would have act. And the, I'll tell you where my, my mind, where my mind is. My brain is thinking monetization. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to come at me with all these optics, with all these people blasting me, putting me out on blast, like, you know, villainizing me and doing all this stuff. I'm going to own it. I'm going to monetize it. Like turn into like a, turn into like a, you know, a Ben Shapiro or something like that. Like or, the, or like a, you know. Someone. But the problem with her story is that because of where she was and what they categorized her as, she couldn't be online. She lost her Twitter. Really? She just recently got it back when Elon went back in charge. Uh. So they were canceling her from all forms. How do you have a voice when they take away your microphone? Mm. And that became a struggle. And she's just a suburban mom. And I don't want to belittle, belittle her by saying just. Mm, fair, but fair. she's just a mom. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it's one thing if it's you and I, which have a little more vigor, have a little more passion, mm. maybe have a little more determination to not be canceled. Mm. And I feel like at the end of the day, if it was you or I, we would be, after a little bit of self-reflection, we'd be like, fuck it, burn this shit down. I, I take I, no prisoners. Exactly. I, I would think that if she was on, on 
in on a level of hey maybe i can monetize this as i lean into it then she could become like a, a candace owens mm. you know and then she can be hired by the wire the daily wire and then suddenly now she's she's just saying her piece and she's getting paid for it so that's the first thought that i had when i was thinking about if, if they're all if they're gonna throw all this garbage at me if they're gonna throw all this shade on me like own up let's go let's let's monetize this thing bench pier where you at bro if asian you, conservative right here let's talk about it if you are a angry suburban white woman that's conservative they just put you as another marjorie taylor green mm, this lady is crazy that's what yeah, they, would say. they would say she's crazy and yeah. even the conservatives will be like oh i don't know if i want to touch this because they're scared too it's really too bad it's really too bad that that the that there's such polarization in mm -hmm. the pol political world that it can shut off a regular citizen like her yeah you know i i really felt bad for her mm. because i thought it was unfair. She was just there to be a part of it. So I don't want to take all the all the glamour away from the episode that you guys are going to be checking out later, but TLDR, took too long, did not read. Where's she sitting right now? She's good? She's good. Okay, that's She's good. good. She's at peace with what it is. Mm. With the release of Tucker Carlson and all the new unseen capital footage. Yeah. To I, like total riots, right? These yeah. guys are total. Come on, man! Like we watched the the police guys, you know, pretty much be like, "Hey, come in, come in, come, come on." And I asked her, "Do you feel vindicated at all after seeing the footage that's on good, national that's a good TV?" Question. And she said, "I would feel more vindicated if one of these people that call me a traitor, that call me a terrorist, if." Even just one of them would apologize. Mm. And of course, I said, do you think that'll ever happen? <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> no, because they're there for the sound bites, man. They got they got to call her a terrorist because that's what keeps the keeps the viewers watching, man. They don't care. They don't. That they ruined this lady's life. Mm. Mother of two kids. Mm. And the funny thing is that right before all of this happened, especially after the election, um, the November midterm election poll firing thing happened, John's Creek did a feature on her and her family about mm -hmm. how like they're such the perfect family and mm -hmm. all the uh, charity work that they do and how they're involved in the church and they're how they're great citizens of John's Creek. Really? Yeah. And so then did the they do that after, as a response? No, they did that before. They didn't know that this would happen. Oh my gosh. And then as soon as that article comes That's out, juicy. middle midterm election happens, they fire her. She's on the front page of every news in the whole world as this crazy insurrectionist yeah, yeah. lady that got kicked out of the polls because she was trying to cheat the I election. I feel like I watched her on local news or uh, uh, someone talking about the poll workers that were fired. That was local. her. Yeah, okay, that was her. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, wow. How does it just turn around for somebody like that? So I wonder if this is, I wonder if this is a sign of the times. Like, like the more that average citizens get into the political realm, the more that you are actually risking more than you might believe. I think what they're trying to do is take individuals and set examples of them. Because to, do what, to do what? To shut other people up, to make oh, you scared. To make you scared. Correct. To make you fear. Because I speak to a lot of people and even some people that come on here and they'll tell me things that they agree with or they think, but they say it in quiet. Mm -hmm. They whisper it. And even when they know no one's listening, they whisper. Oof. Right? Because everyone has this inherent fear if I say something wrong, what if I get canceled? If you're in sales or you you own your own business, and what if I say something that crosses that imaginary line that no one knows where it is? Mm -hmm. What happens? Yeah, I guess you could lose your job. 
And they're scared. They have families. I just I don't I don't live in that reality, man. No. That's hard. That's hard for me to digest. And it's and maybe it's because you know you and I know have known each other for years now, but like it's just hard for me to di- digest the fact that you would self censor and you don't feel able to communicate in public freely. Like this, if, if if I'm really sitting on this idea, like I can't talk in public freely about what I'm thinking about, what's going on in my head right now. Like that's ridiculously constraining. Yes, that's that's almost not worth having life. Yes, if you can't speak openly about what's going, you can. We're in America. You can, you're okay. It's okay to be wrong. Yes, but the fact that people are cutting off even the ability to be wrong by not even saying anything, that's not a good hallmark for us to move towards. And who determines what is right and wrong mm. when all of this is so subjective? And who put them in charge to make that decision and determination? I'm telling you, man. We just we just need to have everybody shut off the TV, man. It's just poison, <laughs> bro. It's just poison. It's just... <laughs> I don't know how to solve this. I really don't. You know, but I do know that censorship, that blocking free speech, that making people scared to speak their minds is so toxic. Mm. And it's going to ruin this country. And on that point, I would say... I'm actually galvanized and I'm actually encouraged that you and I are taking this time late at night on a Tuesday evening to talk freely about this stuff because there are so many people that won't. And we've heard it in the Discord from a lot of the people that are in there that they appreciate that we're willing to put our necks out there and say it. And I think that's just crazy to think. Do you feel like you're putting your neck out? I don't feel like it. I feel like I'm just saying what I want to say. Mm. But from... From an outside perspective, they're like, you guys are like crazy. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, am I? And then I'm thinking, fuck, should I be worried? <laughs> Do know? I have a target on my back right now? I don't know. You don't you you won't know until the police show up or something like that. You don't know until it's too late. Mm, like Andrew Tate. Exactly. Andrew Tate. Speaking of that, man. I have this okay. I'm gonna go down another rabbit hole today. <laughs> We, because this is a fun one. We're pivoting to Andrew Tate. If, as we're pivoting to Andrew Tate, can I just say, he in the pictures that I have seen of him, he looks like absolute dog shit. Like unshaven, yeah. unsullied. The guy just looks like he's been through the ringer, man. If he came out clean shaved in a suit, I'd be like, huh, maybe Romanian prison's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? So whatever it's going on there, you have to keep that optic. Right? Fair enough. Maybe, he, maybe he's in like... Um, like a regular prison, like he would be in America, and he has like TV and this, mm. but he's like, I'm not gonna shave. You never know. Right? Well, he looks like shit, though. He's, he he's playing the part for sure. He does not look good. I think it's concerning that um, they reached out. I heard that the attorney for Andrew Tate reached out to the US Embassy mm. and they told him, You're on your own, which is crazy. I think we talked about this before, but he's a US citizen. You can't leave them to just rot in foreign jail. You just can't. Wait. I feel they the lawyer reached out to the embassy, uh-huh. the American embassy, U.S. embassy in Romania, which is there for the sole purpose of representing and protecting, um, protecting correct American expats uh-huh. in other countries. And they said, "Let him rot." They said, "Let him rot." Mm-hmm. That's well, some political. I don't bullshit. know. If they said, "Let him rot," but they said, "We can't help you." Go How can you not help? He's an American citizen. Fuck if I know. Dude, that kind of upsets me. Yeah. Because I'm, you and I are international travelers. And Correct. if I ever get into some shit in, a, in another mm-hmm. country, I'm expecting and assuming that that 
embassy is going to help a brother out. That is literally the value of a U.S. passport. Yeah. Like when you're in another country, and even no matter how much you fuck up, the U.S. embassy will at least attempt. Yeah, because if you're in the shit, you can run into you at the embassy, mm-hmm. and that's American territory, Correct. American soil. Mm-hmm. So you are protected. So that makes me... That doesn't make me feel good at all that, that the just, American em- – our taxpayers are going to that. Correct. Our taxpayer money is going to that. Yep. And they're saying that they're not going to support an American. Yes. In another, that, fuck if his name is Andrew Tate. It could be Jim Smith. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his political affiliation is, what he's associated with, whether or not he's been paying U.S. taxes. None of it matters. It's a fact that he's a U.S. citizen. That, I don't know why this triggers me so much, Matt. It's maybe because I've been traveled to so many countries. Like, I guess I've always had this feeling that if I go to another country, that embassy is the last safe haven for me if all hell goes, you know, breaks loose and everything goes to shit. That's exactly what it's there for. Exactly. Other than ensuring that we have military <laughs> access to, to those countries. Fair, fair. Peace, peace. But like... If but that's the Ameri- trade-off, right? You're allowed to do all this military bullshit, and you're allowed to spend all this taxpayer money. In return, you protect our citizens when they're overseas. Exactly. It's a small, it's a very large price to pay for the little bit of help they do. But at least they're supposed to do that as a guarantee. I, of your I'm US just right. having a hard time believing that the embassy. I feel like we did talk about this. Maybe I didn't hear it right the last time. But I'm so triggered right now because those embassies are taxpayer funded. They're there for the purpose of protecting American citizens. I love America. That's why I'm here. I'm not living in fucking Saudi Arabia. I'm not mm-hmm. living in fucking Korea. I'm living in America, right? Because this is a place of opportunity. If I go to England or I go to Korea, go to Japan, Australia, Singapore, like there are embassies there that I would feel, I would assume, would be able to protect me if shit hits the fan. Correct. So that that really, I don't know why this is triggering me so much, but that's really disappointing. It is really disappointing. Really disappointing. Because you can't, even, they could have at least made a fucking phone call. Help a brother out. (laughs) Pretend like they're helping. Like, we're working on it. It doesn't but matter. They told he's him, an American citizen, and he's in trouble. No yeah. due, due process, from what I understand. I don't know all the details, so, you know, blame me. I'm ignorant. But no due process. He's in prison, not jail, from what I understand. Prison's different. Jail is like holding center. Prison is like deep time shit. So he's in prison, and they're, they're saying, uh... Yeah. Come on, bro. You're on your own. That's fucked up. I know it's fucked up. That's fucked up. I know. If anywhere in the world, if a U.S. citizen is stranded, they're supposed to come in and help. That's yeah. why they're there. Where's the black ops? Where's Where's Blackwater? Where's Where's those Where's those military contractors that got lots of money? There's got to be someone who can write a check and be like, "Hey, all right, you got you two homies. You guys just go over there, extract him, and you you know six hundred grand each. Call it a day." And I think the <laughs> amount of people that are probably have tried that, and the fact that. You know, they've probably called in all types of favors. And the fact that he's still there shows how high up this really goes. Oh, that's an interesting right? thought. How deep this goes? Who do you think there's a, there's a like a billionaire puppet master playing the strings? Is that how it is? So Come let me on, do he's, a, he's not that important, though. Let, let me do a quick rundown for you. Okay. okay? All right. Okay. 1910s. We're going to backtrack 110 years. <laughs> Have you ever heard the story of Jacob Astor? No. He was one of the richest men in the entire United States. He died on the Titanic. Oh. He was the holder of something like 80% of all U.S. mortgages. The Titanic was 1912. Correct. So in that era. 
He owned all the mortgages. Mm-hmm. He was also a huge advocate for shutting down the Federal Reserve. Mm. He was him and the JP Morgans were supposed to be on the Titanic together. Mm. The day before the Titanic goes off, the JP Morgans, their whole family, all their crew, all the people that are associated decided they're not going to go on that trip anymore. Sounds the, like they knew something. The Astors died. And after the Titanic fell, after the Titanic sunk, the news in America was not that the Titanic sunk. It was that Jacob Astor died. He was that popular man. You don't hear about him. Most people, if you think of um, Waldorf Astoria, Mm. the hotel group, that's from Jacob Astor's family. Ah, okay. All these, the New Yorker Hotel, the Astoria family, Uh. all this was from him. They're like old money. So old money, old legacy. Old legacy. Mm. And the guy that wanted to close down the Federal Reserve. But did, w- there were more people that wanted to shut down the Federal Correct, Reserve, too. but he was the richest. Uh, most influential. Most influential, the richest, most popular. Okay, I think I know where this, you're going with this, Matt. So you're saying that rich people who wanted to shut down the Federal Reserve and rich people that supported the Federal Reserve, because J.P. Morgan supported the, mm-hmm. um, uh, Federal, the Reserve. Federal Reserve, they were all supposed to be on this boat together. Correct. And the ones who were against the Federal Reserve stayed on the boat, mm-hmm. and the ones who wanted to build the Federal Reserve, like J.P. Morgan, got off. So this was a way for them to kill the competition or kill the opposition. So the conspiracy theory, the conspiracy coincidence goes. I, f- I feel like I already know the end of this story, but... Let me fast forward. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> on December 28th, of 2022, the Virgin Islands sued J.P. Morgan Chase for their involvement with Jeffrey Epstein for funding Jeffrey Epstein. That happened on December 28th. Oh. December 27th, Joe Biden vacationed in ta-ta-ta, Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. <laughs> Do you know what else happened on December 28th? Did Bill Gates? Did Bill Gates show up? Andrew Tate got arrested. Get the fuck out of here! Swear bro. to God. They say December 29th, but that's because it's Romania. It was actually December 28th. So the day that Virgin Islands sues J.P. Morgan for their involvement with Jeffrey Epstein, they arrest the most famous man in the world. Okay, another. Conspiracy coincidence. Conspiracy coincidence. You can't make this shit you up. You can't make it up. So I'm like, my mind's like flying a little bit here. So is could Andrew Tate be involved with trafficking women to the Virgin Islands? Is what you're saying? Or, no. or am I like totally going out? Like, where am I going, bro? Where's my I, brain going? I think it's because they wanted to take the heat off of what they're doing. Who is the fall guy? Distraction. Who do we distract? Distraction. Where did every single news article, where did the whole internet talk about on December 28th? Nobody was talking about the Virgin Islands, Jeffrey Epstein, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Because Epstein was old news by then. Nobody was talking about that. That's interesting. But the whole world was talking about this guy that no one ever heard of 12 months prior Mm. that somehow became the most popular man in the world. And I think they miscalculated that because 
I was talking about this earlier, but when they, when Logan Paul was at the peak of his fame mm. in the early, what, 10 years ago, and he did the whole Japan thing and he got canceled. That's right. He went to the, like the suicide forest and or he filmed like the guy that yeah. was committing suicide and they canceled him and nobody, and he just disappeared into obscurity. Right? Did he really? He did. I guess I never followed him enough to f- watch the rise and fall, I guess. They canceled him, he disappeared, and he's made a comeback, right? Uh. Uh, but they disappeared, and he went out quietly. And his fans, everyone jumped on him and said, yeah, this guy's bad. This guy shouldn't have done it. Mm. Oh, how could you possibly do that? They all jumped on the side of the media, and he just essentially canceled. Mm. He comes back as, you know, like, I love the media. Everyone's right. Like, he mm. came back, like, in line. Yeah, he, he also he didn't he do like an apology tour or something correct, like that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he drank the Kool Aid to get back into fame. Fine. Would you that, call him a sellout? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, um, <laughs> but that's what he did. I think they thought Andrew Tate would do the same. Oh, they probably thought if they cancel him, he'll apologize. It'll distract everyone. Uh, people won't notice what else is going on in the world. Mm. They underestimated how fucking strong his fan base is because I mean, we see it every day not only that but we're still talking about him exactly and i don't think they saw this coming i think that he he was just um they probably thought he was just the internet sensation mm. that just kind of fades and i think they miscalculated how much reach this guy really had and i also th- I, if or to add to that and i think the timing of the culture wars and the timing of society is that we have millions of young men who are looking for someone who can be a voice for them. Mm-hmm. And I think the the societal timing and the cultural timing of the world, it, it was ripe for someone like Andrew Tate to come up and be the voice of the unheard, be the voice of the men who feel like they're downtrodden, they're not getting their, you know, time in the sun and this, you know, all this feminism and all this like let's destroy the white man, let's destroy, you know, alpha males and sigma males. And I think Andrew Tate's timing was perfect. So not only does he have a strong fan base, but because of the societal need or maybe the void that was mm-hmm. there of a strong alpha male model he was the perfect package for the right timing, in my estimation. Would you agree? I agree. I don't think, and it's, I don't think his fan base is just men. He's got a lot of su- women supporters too who really like him. You don't become the most Google man in the world by just having one side of the argument. Fair enough, because a bunch of us dudes are not going to be googling other dudes. Correct. <laughs> you have to have both sides mm. really looking for you, and. The amount of women, especially every time we put up a clip and people go in the comment section and the, the comment section of every Andrew Tate clip is always the livest. And there are so many women that feel like they need to chime in also. Yeah. I, th- I feel like, I've, and I think a lot of women are responding because they're seeing their market shrivel up mm-hmm. in terms of available men. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... At the end of the day, you can watch media, you can watch news, you can watch movies that make all the men beta-ass males, weak-ass men. At the end of the day, though, women want a strong man, mm-hmm. right? They want a man who can protect them. They want a man who's actually a man and not some beta-ass cuck, right? And so, you know, 
there there's I think the the market for good men for women is dwindling and we're seeing a lot of women you know kind of live out the effects of that and they're kind of getting frustrated as people get canceled because we've seen a lot of people get canceled in the last many years mm. and every time it happens to someone their camp breaks right half their camp goes oh yeah I felt like that guy was a bad guy and the other half goes, oh, no, I'm going to stick with him. Mm. But it's always a minority. Like, stick with the canceled mm. guy, right? It's like and, the hardcore early adopters. Yeah, like. and most just bail shit. Like, yeah, yeah I fucking Yeah, fuck it. that guy. Yeah, right? I have yet to see anybody bail on Andrew Tate. Never. Not one of his inner circle, not one guy that he associated with, and not one girl. That's an interesting thought. Have you ever heard or seen a girl? Because if there was a girl that he was closely associated with that came out and said, do you know what? Fuck that guy. She would be the most famous girl in the world right now. They did not. Not one. I can't find one. I've looked. I can't find one person that's directly associated with him that that's, has come out and said, this guy's not a good guy. I've never seen That's it. the key. Because the only times I've ever seen someone diss on Andrew Tate, they usually have purple hair or they have metal in their nose. And they've never met him before. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they never met him before. So it's usually these like purple or green haired, generally ugly individuals, ugly human beings, who are just like, yeah, fuck Andrew Tate. He's, he's, he's a misogynist. He's a terrible person. I'm like, you're not a whole bunch to look at mm. either, bro. Like there's not a whole bunch of envyableness right there. Like you're just go away. <laughs> and the women that have come out in support of Andrew Tate are mostly beautiful women. Not wrong. I saw a, <laughs> I know? saw a super cut. I saw a super cut of of all these women defending Andrew Tate and I was waiting for an ugly chick to show up. Nope. Yeah. It was like none. It was like bombshell, bombshell, pretty good looking bombshells like dang. All what's up? eights, nines, and tens. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I'm like, what's going on here? Because they're telling us that this guy is really horrible to women. Mm. And he travels the world. He is so not even a server. You got to think. At it's least a global whole, phenomenon, man. A hotel clerk, a restaurant server, someone obscurity that has no connection to the guy could have easily come out and be like, yeah, he came to my restaurant. The guy's a dick. Mm. Not one. And like, how's, number one, how clean of a guy can you be that not one person has come out to he say? He has a lot of rhetoric, but there, there have been enough public appearances where people have validated that he's really respectful. Mm -hmm. He takes care of the servers. He's not rude. Like he he is a good man to service because he understands the service world. And so from what I have seen and heard from other videos, like he totally is super respectful, top shelf dude when it comes to you know engaging with other people. So that makes complete sense to me. Because I heard him say a clip once where he says, when you go to the buffet, Go and tip the buffet chef and just tell him thank you. And I was like, whoa, that's a weird thing. He's whoa. like, this is a guy that cooks everyone's food and no one ever thanks him. Fair enough. And I was like, wow. That's how you win friends? That's literally how you win over hordes of people. Mm. By going there and thanking the thankless. So I have to ask the question then. We're months deep in this Andrew Tate saga. We have no idea. We're given no breadcrumbs as to what's going to happen next. Where do you feel like he's going to land? When you, what do you what do you think is going to be the resolution to this? He's just going to be let out, and they're going to just hope he doesn't open his mouth. I I don't know, because the question is, I mean, we have this whole J.P. Morgan and blah blah, blah conspiracy coincidence theory, but we have no idea 
who's really behind him going to jail? Oh, who are the people? Because you need to identify your enemy to understand their motive. Wait, wait, wait. back up. I thought it was all these like ladies who were saying that he like used them and shit. No, but I mean, the lawyer has been doing her tour. No one has been able to debunk anything that she says. Um, they found all this evidence that disproves um, all the ladies and their things. They've seen video of them. Yeah, like, I saw a video of all these ladies getting out of a car and they got like a hundred bags that they that are on Tate's mm-hmm. credit card for sure. Correct. That he bought for them. They're all giddy. They're all coming out. It's like, clearly you're not under any stress or duress. Mm-hmm. Clearly you're not under any type of, you know, shenanigans or type of pressure or sexual pressure or mis- like, come on, you girls are clearly trying to clean his clock. Take all of his money, take his credit cards, buy all this shit. Like you're living off this dude. So what's the deal? And, he has not been formally charged of anything. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Which is just, I mean... That's crazy to me. It's the, like Gitmo, and the, man. And the lawyer said that that's Romanian law, so they're working within the confines of what their law is. We don't understand their law, so it's hard to judge that. I mean, the law is pretty fucked up, but that's their law. What do you mean we can't understand the law? Those laws has to be written down somewhere. Yeah, and under their and law... And it says that there's no due allowed. process? Yeah. yeah. That, it's, it's, they can take up to 180 days to charge someone while they hold them captive. 30 days at a time. You have no rights then? None. Hunt, how many days is he How many days is he He's in? on like day 60 something. <laughs> so he's like got, a, he's got two thirds to go is what you're or saying. maybe 90, yeah. Or halfway to go. Yeah. Daggone, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. And I don't know. And who's making this happen? And maybe they're wondering if we hold him long enough, maybe his popularity will fade. Oh, so let's bring up something. This might be a rumor. I don't know what I don't know. But I heard he's having some health issues. Do you think that is what they're waiting for? For him like to croak and like keel over and die? Is that what they want? I think he came out and tweeted that he's fine. That it was benign. Mm-hmm. And he said something like really snarky like, even I in prison can't cure cancer or something like this right <laughs> <laughs> which is such an Andrew Tate thing of to course. say <laughs> of course you know like he has this line which I love he says how can I be depressed when I can break my bones with my own fist <laughs> you know something like this I'm like that's such a fucking good line <laughs> you know it's so barbarian man seriously that's barbarian level shit so we have we have this this Epstein cover cover up which you know we're supposed to get more documents around who was on the island and all these things. But we've already seen entire lists of all the celebrities that have been there mm-hmm. and these types of things. And so what you're saying, the kind of the entire beginning of this Andrew Tate conversation, is that he was the distraction away from the Epstein banker money, which, let's be honest, banker money rules the world. Mm-hmm. So they were... So far back as 120 years ago. Man, these bankers, they they don't let shit alone, man. They don't let shit lie. It's like, bro, it's a fucking century ago. If you can crash the Titanic, you can put a guy in Romanian jail. Yeah, if you can blow up if you can blow up buildings, right, in New York City, then you can put a guy in jail. Which is crazy that people don't even know that there was a third building. Crazy. Crazy that that's not common knowledge. I Crazy. I think I watched a poll years ago where people were like, Did, so when 9-11 happened, how many towers fell? And like 90% of everyone was like, there's two towers. 
Yep. They're like, no, there were three buildings that fell. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the crowd was like, what, what are you talking about? Three buildings fell. And then they showed the video of this building just falling. Was it Building 7? Building 7. Building 7. It was just falling. The it's infamous like, Building 7. Interesting that it fell very similarly to the other two buildings that looked like a controlled demolition. But not that I'm an expert in anything. It just looks like every other fucking demolition that's mm-hmm. ever been done on a building. And during that con- congressional investigation, they never asked one structural engineer. Of course. What happened? Of course they wouldn't. I mean, well, the building yeah. implodes. Maybe you bring in a structural oh, engineer. We're, totally, <laughs> we're, we're, we're totally getting canceled, Will. We're going all the way to 9-11 today, man. Holy Whoa. shit. But, but, we, but, we, but come on. Can, can, let, let, me, let me just let me brass tax you for a second. 9-11. Our government did that shit against us. Allegedly. Come on. It's not an allegedly. It is obvious that we did that shit to ourselves. Wrong. <laughs> Was that Trump? Was that Trump? Wrong. <laughs> what? I have Trump talking in my ear. <laughs> what was that from? You got a soundbite of Trump saying wrong. <laughs> All right, we're we're going we're going deep. We're going we're going way off the edge here. Will's trying to reel us back here. He keeps putting this trumpet wrong. <laughs> So I think that's just all very interesting that somehow everything is so coincidental and over the last few years, everything that seems that coincidental just keeps on being right. And they keep on telling us that's not the case. And I'm looking, I'm using my eyes, using common sense. Because this January 6th thing is like the perfect example. They edit. I I remember like how can they when they're doing congressional hearings to investigate happenings in the world or in the United States, how can they use production teams in editing? Like, the, how are they allowed to like overlay crowd noise <laughs> and riot noise? That's what they did in the videos. Yeah, yeah. They made it sound louder than it is. I'm like, how is that allowed? How is that not illegal? Because the world is a stage... And if you go back to the old CNN videos, you can find old CNN videos where it's clearly obvious that they're not on site, they're in a studio, and they're just making shit up, right? Mainstream media is all just like a movie stage, and it's all propaganda all the way down. I did see a Vice video the other day talking about, because they did a thing on Andrew Tate right when um, he got arrested, that Mm. they released the video. Uh, and they went over there and they interviewed for him for like two or three hours. And in their video, they showed like a minute of it. And then they did an entire one hour video talking about what they talked about during their interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? They, instead of showing the actual interview. Yeah. Let's just show the real. Like, instead on. of showing the actual vice interview of Andrew Tate, they did a one hour special on talking to the people, the journalists that were there, on what they talked to Andrew Tate about. I hope Vice, I hope they, I hope they just die on the vine. People stop right watching Vice. Getting access to Andrew Tate's secret society. Go up, go up, go up. Right there. They're interviewing. Wait, wait, hold up. Pause. First off. Just from looks alone. No wonder. <laughs> do these three men, do do you think? No, what are you doing? Do these three men right here. I don't even know if I can call them men. Maybe I'm just being a little overly critical. But let's be honest. If you stare at these three men, are these the type of men 
the the personas that would respect a man like Andrew Tate. What would you say? Well, Off the cuff. So Matt Shea, who is one of their main reporters, who I've seen in a lot of other Vice episodes, he's the one that did the Andrew Tate episode. During their war room initiation thing, they had guys fight because it's like fight club, right? Oh. Like do something difficult. Oh. He actually went in there and fought. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, you should do it. Okay. And he's like, fuck it. I'll do it. Well, he's- and he came back and he felt really good and, you know, feeling empowered. Then did the interview and they cut all of it. They're like, oh, this guy's a cuck. That's because he went into the secret society of Andrew Tate and realized he could become a man. (laughs) That's what happened. He was like, oh, my gosh, I can become a man now because I've joined Andrew Tate's society. Right now he came back. It's the guy in blue. Yeah, yeah, the guy in blue. So he he came out of Andrew Tate's secret society. He became a man, and then they turned him back into a beta cut. So go down and go through these comments. Come on, this guy in the middle, right here. Scroll up one more time. Hold up, hold up. This guy in the middle looks like he is absolutely the type of person who'd be like, Andrew Tate's a misogynist. And anyone who disses on ladies uh, just really needs to be, like, you know, ca- Feminism. Ca- castrated or some shit like this. And that's where I'm hearing wrong in Trump. Okay, sorry. Go, go down to the comments real quick. I just. Vice edits a three-hour interview into 30 seconds. They're a bunch of magicians. I like having three professional journalists tell me how to feel about 10-second clips from a three-hour interview because I'm so clearly too stupid to watch the full conversation come up with my own opinions. Thank you, Vice. See, okay, so this is... I'd like to see the full three-hour interview. I feel like I'm being vindicated. There's some actual intelligent people commenting here and saying, come on, guys, like, we're not this stupid. But but, but this is is the stage that we're in, Matt. We are in the stage of absolute embarrassment. And we are in the stage of society where it's it's just a clown show, where they're lying straight through their teeth to us. They're lying straight to us. They think we're stupid. They they think that, hey, we have a three-hour interview, but we're only going to show you two seconds of it, and then we're going to tell you how to think. I mean, that's fucking crazy, isn't it? That you would do a special to tell you what they said in the interview. What yeah. the fuck? That, that's, that's, that, we are in the humiliation state. They're trying to humiliate the logical and the rational. And even the dumbest of men can see right through that. Oh yeah. Who are they trying to fool? It's insulting that they think this would fool anybody. And the idiots who go along with this, bro. But they're not but they're not doing it for you and I. They're doing it for they're doing it for the George Soros who are backing them. Because if they don't say the right things that George Soros and the sponsors and all where all the money is coming from, where what they care about, then they're not gonna get the show anymore. But again, why do they care so much about money? They have so much fucking money, they can spend it every day. And have more. Why do they even care? Leave us alone. It's about control, man. It's crazy. It's about control. Talk. I mean, you and I were talking earlier before we started this. Sat down about how they're how they're creating these new narratives for every everybody, right? We were talking about how they're trying to create narratives for Asians now, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about this last podcast where they're they're trying to tell the world how to think about Asians, correct? Right, and that we have to fit into this mold and this model, right? So I saw a New York Times article, which New York Times is as left-leaning as they get. Mm -hmm. Almost untrustworthy by this point. Exactly. Completely untrustworthy. And they did an article 
on why Asian Americans are starting to go right. Will, I have that bookmark. Can you pull that up? Why? So why Asian Americans are starting to move to the political right is what you're saying. Correct. If you go to my notes on the bottom, um, <laughs> click it right there, and then right there, that New York Times article. Yeah. Asian Americans shifting right. Holy cow. This thing is like a ad nightmare. Yes. Can you click this button right here? There we go. Uh, Asian Americans shifting right. The China... Uh, okay. Go down, go down, go down, go down. So these are different areas of New York from 2018 to 2022 that are shifting right. Brooklyn, Chinatown. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Chinatown. Chinatown. Keep on going. The breakdown of Asian American votes in national elections. Okay. This doesn't look that compelling, though. It's going in the right direction. Okay. Uh, and I'll we'll break it down a little bit more. Um, but this is what they're saying, right? Um, let me see if we find anything. Education, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So. Upscale Democrats. They did this article, right, about how Asians are going right. Why they did it, I don't know. But they did. What this article, I think they do kind of mention it. Mm-hmm. But I think what people need to understand is that when they talk about Asian Americans, they are talking about Korean Americans, Chinese Americans, Vietnamese Americans, Japanese Americans, Indian Americans, Pakistani Americans, Bangladeshi Americans, mm. that whole area. Yeah, most people don't realize India is actually Asia. Actually, India is... Asia and Europe are actually the same continent, by the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Um, that, that's why you can go to Ukraine and you can go to some of these Europeans countries and you see the most beautiful asians Mm -hmm. and you're like you're only speaking russian though yeah why are you such a gorgeous (laughs) asian russian going on like that that shit always whacks me out because i'm just like wow beautiful asian while she's like pre you know talking kazakhstan is known for a lot of korean girls yes kazakhstan it's like whoa how did this happen fighter that just won a fight from kazakhstan Mm. this weekend uh he's korean descent korean descent in kazakhstan And and he speaks like russian and all that right Whatever they speak. Kazakhstani. Kazakhstani. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kazakhstanians. <laughs> oh, uh, the ignorance. Yeah, so ignorant. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> We're aware of this. We're Korean Americans, guys. So they always put everyone together, mm. right? Mm. The reality is that Indian Americans and Pakistani Americans lean heavily left. They're all in tech. Mm. They lean very far democratic mm. other asian americans vietnamese americans are by far the most republican asian group in america really yes i wouldn't have known because they come from communism oppression fair enough they know what it looks like fair enough and they want that the reason they came here is to get away from that yeah because we pretty much burned their country down correct and they fought their way here bro like the story of the vietnam war is a horrendous story or, like nobody won everybody lost in that war right it's crazy korean americans tend to lean very right their their communities are structured around church around christianity mm. around education mm. i think there was a time where asian immigrants and asian americans leaned far left the reason being is that they own a lot of small businesses mm. don't really like to pay taxes and like free and like free services 
You're not wrong. If you live in the city where most of the Asian, large Asian communities are, if you live in Queens, New York, mm. or in you know LA, didn't or, you live up there for a while? I did, mm. and they like all the free services that they get. Mm. Taxes are high anyway, mm. regardless of who you vote for. Might as well get free shit, right? How many times I've been to a Korean grocery store, and I see the lady at the checkout with her Chanel bag using a EBT card. <laughs> all the fucking time, right? All that's the time. That's like that's a like distinctly Asian thing, yes. like Korean thing. Yeah, they, they have their fucking food stamp card, bro, and they have their Chanel bag. I've seen that shit too, all the time. Bro. It's embarrassing, it's man. It's it's embarrassing, but I can see why they leaned left because at that time there wasn't as much social implication for it, and mm. if it doesn't really matter that much, might as well get free shit. Fair enough. I, I kind of understood that. So I'm curious about the article. Why is the what is the article saying as why why not Koreans but why Asians are moving right? Because what do they say? Edu- what matters to Asian Americans? Education. Education. Crime. Mm. They liked a lot of them liked Trump. They liked that he was a businessman. He's a businessman. They liked that. Yeah. You know, and they don't understand this push towards like trans rights because it's not something that people in Asia deal with. And I think people fail to understand that having this conversation, that wokeness is a privilege. You can only have these discussions and these really far progressive ideas is if you're in a really comfortable society. Yes, a privileged society. People who are struggling don't have these problems. Yeah, I saw a meme. This is going to be really maybe upsetting to some people get the sensor button ready get the sensor button ready <laughs> but it's in line with what you're saying is and and i've thought about tweeting it one time but i never did because i was like i'm just this is not good for me to do but the tweet was going to be depression is a luxury mm. in first world countries mm-hmm. because you can't have depression in third world countries you ain't got time for depression. You got to make money. You got shit you gotta, to do. You are hand to mouth, mm-hmm. right? If you're in America and you have enough time to pierce nine things in your face and make your hair green and tattoo, you know, full sleeves, you have the blessing and you have the privilege to be depressed mm-hmm. and you have the privilege to be any of these types of things, right? Woke, right, Correct. is what you're saying. But- Trust me, when you're hand to mouth in a third world country where you're literally making $2 a day, you ain't got time to be depressed and you certainly don't have time to be talking about how feminists are ruining your life. I mean, we've been all over the world. The rest of the world struggles on a daily basis. By far. Nothing makes you appreciate America more than leaving the country. No doubt. One week in any country in the world, not America, even if it's a nice country, you come back on, I love America. Yes. Because it's so much better here. Yes. And it's that level of comfort, the cushion that you have, the bumpers you have in your bowling lane mm-hmm. that support you, that gives you the ability to have these isms. Ooh. Isms. And you take it for granted. You're not you, wrong. You force it on people like like it's not, a, and they throw that, around that word privilege so much. And the idea that you're allowed to have those ideas and call people a privilege is the privilege. It is the privilege. It's a me- that's meta level privilege, man. And it is so, so lacking of self reflection. 
Yeah, and self-awareness. Correct. You're just not self-aware. Like, look, motherfucker, there are only 350 million people in America. There's like 7 billion people outside of America. Correct. Trust me. Uh, it's worse off everywhere else. Yeah. It's so much better here. And mm. we take it for granted. And I, would, I don't want to blame other people. I do. But uh, me included. We all take it for granted. No doubt. Peace, peace. Like... I take advantage of the privileges of being in America. I love America because of the privileges, the advantages, the amount of opportunity here, no doubt. But there's the double-edged sword of that, right? There's the the industrious individuals like you and I, the entrepreneurs, the operators like you and I, who take advantage of the opportunities in America. And then there's some people who like to take advantage of America and just fucking complain. Mm -hmm. That's all they do is complain. I feel like... The left has been pushing to bring in all of these immigrants, right? Opening yes. the borders, bringing people in, and it's so fucking short-sighted because they're going to come here for the free shit, and once they settle in, they're like, I don't like these ideas because yeah. they don't. Actually, I remember reading an, an article talking about how the left just cannot get past the Hispanic family mm. in that Hispanic families, very kind of similar to Korean families, very traditional, mm -hmm. uh, religious, mm -hmm. churchgoers, Catholic. And like, I saw this, uh, I think part of this article was like this one girl, 17, came home and her gram her abuela, right? Or her, mm -hmm. her grandmother was like, stop with the blue haired shit. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not doing this shit here. Like, mm -hmm. this is this is fucking distraction. You're here to get, you know, get studies. You're here to get your university degree and all this stuff. It's very similar. So I think what you're saying, and uh, from going back to the why Asians are moving right, I think they're getting tired of the bullshit. Correct. They didn't like the fact that they told your kids to stay home during COVID. Mm. No Asian parent Wants their kids to <laughs> you, stay home. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, we, we have to unpack this because for those who don't have Korean parents or let's just say Asian parents, like Asian parents want your kid to be in fucking school 14, 16 hours a day. Correct. They think it's a joke that kids go to school for seven hours. Yes. So in Korea, for example, you have you you're waking up. Five o'clock in the morning to catch the train to go to school. School ends. Then you're on Hagwon. Um, after school program and then after after school program you go to like late night hagwon and you study some more <laughs> study some more it's true and i understand that that's a little maybe too much but, but it's more the norm when i lived in korea mm -hmm. dude that was a big that was still hot shit back it's in still it's still the way it is now no oh. you know and maybe that's not the best way to do it because you are driving kids to be a certain way mm. i don't know if i necessarily agree with how they're doing it but you can understand why Asian parents who grew up in that setting don't relate to how education is done in here. Oh, yeah. They think education in a lot of ways here is a joke. And then your kid does really well in school, valid Victorian, does crushes SATs. Yep. And Harvard says, there's too many of you guys. I, I can't take mm, you. You're going to go there right now? And you're then the parents right are like, what the fuck? We did everything right. Bro. My kid did the debating. Played the violin, did charity, did all of this, wrote an essay, valid Victorian, 1600 on the SATs, and you're going to tell me you can't take them because we're one agent overboard? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> you know? let me tell you a story of a, a family friend of mine. His name is Brian Lee, old, old man. None of you guys would know him. He sat me down, I don't know, 
decade ago and told me about how when he got rejected, I think it was from Stanford or one of these things, because they had already met their Asian quota. Hmm. He'd got like a 1580 or almost a 1600 on his SAT. And he was so incensed by this that he literally said, fuck America. I met him when I was living in Korea. And he went back and worked for Samsung and went back to Korea because he was just like, he could not believe the fact that they would choose lesser individuals who got worse grades, not as sophisticated, not as smart, not as well-rounded, and that he got, I think he got multiple rejection letters from these Ivy League schools that literally told him, we've reached our, you know, minority quota here we've capped out our equity we've capped out our you know minority <laughs> quota it's like wait wait aren't black people minorities too mm-hmm. like and i'm just gonna call it out for what it is like he was so incensed because he was like all these other stupid people took got to be in my place instead of me because they were racist mm. and so that's why he went back to korea and worked for samsung he's like a, a executive there now and so he's doing fine but i i, re- I remember sitting down in him literally seething through his teeth and this was years ago like he was bringing up the past and he was so upset he was just like he could not believe that this american dream that he had in his mind worked his ass off parents slaved to 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 pay his way to get into you know good schools and to you know get into university and then he gets rejected based on a racial issue it was all a dream Ooh, biggest balls (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so final thing then if you could you said that he went back to korea he literally said fuck america went to work for samsung Mm. and he's doing all right yes i would argue that's the worst fate tell me why working for a major corporation like samsung Mm. in a system that is oppressive that grinds and steals your soul <sighs> i know where you're going how is that a win yes he may be maybe financially he's, okay mm. oh he's certainly financially okay but his soul is crushed he's he's certainly he's yes what is he is he sajangnim now is it whatever he is it sucks it doesn't matter what title they give you titles in korea and most businesses major corporations they just hang these titles yeah, in front of your you're, face. You're not wrong. He's, hey, here's a little carrot. He's still go work, for the yeah. next one, buddy. Even as an executive, he's do, he's still working like nine, ten, a, 10 and p.m. He cannot say what he wants. Mm. Never. He can never have an opinion. You're not wrong, actually. Like, you're not wrong. Would would someone from a major corporation? Could we ever have an executive at J.P. Morgan Chase sit here at this table with us? Never. Well, we could, but they wouldn't be honest. They would not be honest, and if they were. They would get fired. They would get fired. Or get canceled. Yeah. And possibly never get a job ever again. Because they would probably ruin him. Let's, that's crazy that you could come on a, a rinky-dink, you know, rinky-dink right now. Right now. Like, right now. <laughs> Trending. <laughs> rink, rinky-dink podcast. And you Do could get canceled. <laughs> Do not come. Dude, she has some of the best one-liners in all of humanity. Ever. ever. Like... If, if there was a meme machine of just like, let's just scramble words together, Kamala Harris <laughs> would be the narrator of that scrambling word system. They'd say, Kamala, just, just, just spew out some shit. <laughs> just and, talk. She, and she would say, she would say, this bus, 
has USB cords. Like you can charge your phone in the bus, motherfucker. It's like, bitch, what you want? <laughs> what you want? Oh, man. I'm sorry, bro. Corporate America fucking sucks. Don't you have somebody that's going to be coming on talking about how they extricated themselves and removed themselves from corporate America so soon? We are. I don't know if that's his official story. Mm. I don't know if that's what really happened or what. So I'm going to hold off on that. But I do know that working for corporate America is soul crushing. I would know. I quit corporate America back in the late 90s. That was the last time I, joined, I was out of there. Because you can't be who you are. You cannot. And your job for 90% of it is fucking irrelevant. It's bullshit. You are the guy in Lost. Remember Lost? Yeah. That sits there and pushes the button. Bro. Doesn't even fucking do anything. Doesn't Just do push anything. the button. It's, it's, so actually, I don't know if we want to get into this, but there is a new rise, and I have a good friend of mine who is part of this cohort, and these guys have three to four full-time corporate jobs. Hmm. And the reason they can do it is because it's such bullshit. And they work from home. I can show you a picture, Matt, <laughs> of this motherfucker setup. He's got these systems where you put the mouse on it and it moves the mouse uh -huh, uh -huh. on this laptop. So it shows that you're always there. And he's got another one where it moves the mouse over here. So he's got multiple <laughs> corporate. He's, he's pulling in like 400 grand a year, bro. Yeah. He's like, what, 120 from this job, 160 from this job, you know, a buck 40 from this job. And he's just, he's just masterminding it um, in, 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 at home. And he's got all these, these little tools that ensure that he's looks like he's online, he's participating, he's got his multiple Google calendars on. It's a, it's a huge thing now that, that men can find and have multiple full time corporate jobs. Because they're bullshit. They're bu button pushers. And I respect that guy because at least he has a hustle. That's right. Like, I love the fact that he's doing it. I'm like, bro, fucking do you. Do you, man. Have three full-time jobs where you're just sitting there for eight hours, clicking buttons, going to meetings, and creating some TPS reports or some shit like that. <laughs> TPMS reports. <laughs> TPS reports and Are the red, red fucking person? stapler. <laughs> I'm serious though. Like it's a it's a big thing. Guys, check it out. If you're looking, if you're in corporate America and you don't feel like you're making enough money, you can actually handle a second full time. Just job. get another job. Just get another job. Because the thing about corporate America is that you can even try your best, and and on a snap of a finger, you're expendable. Oh no doubt. I tweeted. That, I tweeted you. that a week ago. Like if you died t today. Your manager would have your job position open in the next 30 days for someone else. So instead of trying to make a living, why don't you focus on making a life? Because so many people focus on making a living when no one gives two fucks about what they're doing. So if you're stuck in that rat race mm -hmm. and you're starting to realize that what you're dealing with, that you live a meaningless life, that you are a button pusher. They used to call them pencil pushers, but don't, yeah. don't even fucking use pencils anymore, right? <laughs> no. Now you're a button pusher. Mm. You're the guy in Lost. Yes. And once you've come to that realization that that's what you've become, now what? How do you get out of it? <sighs> that's a privileged position to be in. Mm. 
because only conundrums like this can happen in places like corporate in America. Mm. Because you wouldn't even have this optionality if you were in India, mm-hmm. right? If you were in Bangalore, you wouldn't have this option. It's true. So only in America can you have the option to make 120 grand a year doing absolutely nothing. Mm. It's amazing. But what if you wanted more? What's the solution? What is the solution? Is it Matt Kim's podcast Discord? <laughs> go, there, go there right now. Go there right now. Push the button. Get into it right now. <laughs> this is what happens with these late night sessions, Will, man. <laughs> this is exactly what happens when we film late at night. It gets a little giddy. We're not even drinking, guys. We're not even drinking. We're just drinking Fiji water here. How do those people get out of that fucking grind? Because you are so expendable. And all it takes is a boss change. All it takes mm-hmm. is maybe we're going to move our corporate office or there's a new corporate agenda or we're going to try this new thing or we need to be more equitable and we need to hire these oh, people. The so you need to get, get You get can get fired for a million fucking reasons and they say, Here, here's three months pay, severance. Good luck. It can happen to you any given day. Mm. But you don't want to live that life anymore. How the fuck do you get out of it when you're stuck? Well, I have an answer. It's an answer that I've been telling people for years, and it's an answer that I absolutely believe in, but it's hard as fuck, and I'll tell you it right now. The answer is build, create content. Mm. If you ever want to extricate yourself, if you ever want to leave the position that you're in, the number one way to leave that position is start creating content. Mm. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're in corporate America, you're a button pusher. You hate your job, but you love fishing, and that's frankly... If you could make a living just efficient, that would be your thing. Peace. Love it. So what you do is you start creating content around fishing. Hmm. What you'll find if you build content over a period of time and you're consistent and disciplined, which you and I know well about, you will find people who will come along. And if you are treating your content creation like a growth opportunity, then you will over time improve your quality of your work the quality of your production, the quality of your narrative, the quality of your storytelling, the quality of your posting, the quality of your thumbnails, you'll just continue to improve your fishing content. And eventually it will get to a point where you have maybe enough subs, enough interested parties, maybe some sponsors or advertisers, or maybe you might find job opportunities in the fishing world just because one of your subscribers owns a fishing company hmm. and they love that you're doing this and they'd love to bring you in and you can start doing content and reviews on their fishing gear. Bad example, but you understand my point. Mm-hmm. I truly believe, and I'll say it again, the best way to remove yourself from any shitty shitty position in life is to create content for the other thing that you want to do. What do you say to that? I say that's scary mm. because what if they cancel you because all of a sudden... <laughs> Matt, are you are you personally concerned and anxious about being canceled, Matt? No, because this is the but, fucking seventh time you said that word today. Well, at that's, least I think as people go out there, that's a fear that people just have in general these days. So I would tell them, don't fucking think that way. Because today fishing is allowed. Tomorrow they may say, you are not allowed to fish any longer <laughs> because you need to eat biomechanic generated. <laughs> Insects. You know, yeah, insects, <laughs> and you can't. You're killing humans, or you're killing, 
organisms by fishing, oh, and shit changes so fast. Matt. People may be like, "Oh, I don't know if I want." You're fish killing anymore. me, bro. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. You, you are the other side of the balanced equation mm-hmm. of this conversation, and I get it. But I would say to those people, "What have you? Ha- what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. You hate your fucking life. You hate your job. You're a button pusher." I truly believe content is the liberating mechanism to get you out of it. Yes, it could be scary because you could be going out into a world that could get you canceled. It could ruin your profession or whatever. And we've seen stories like this where people create content and then their employers see the content. They're like, yeah, you're fucking fired Mm -hmm. because you were talking about something that you shouldn't have talked about. So actually, um, the Hodge twins. Yes. Have you seen that? I know those guys. Those guys blew up. They blew up. They used to stream and make videos. They, they They worked at an insurance company. Yeah, they did it right. Because they started out just doing color commentary where they're next to each other with the mm-hmm. with this you know with one mm-hmm. video and they're you know you know just talking about bitches and talking about you know whatever and they they got sophisticated they started creating a business and an industry around it like I, I'm really proud of those guys like they, they really they, were making, they really leveled up they were making their content in the break room during the lunchtime yeah. while they both worked in an insurance company mm. and the insurance company found out and they fired them uh. and that's when they're like fuck this, we're going to go big on this. Mm. And they made the commitment. But they're literally one example where they tried to do it and they got fired for doing it. Maybe mm. they shouldn't have done it at work, whatever, but it was during the break time. But they didn't like the fact that they were having political or controversial topics discussed in their insurance company environment. They only moved into the politics Later. in the last couple years, Correct. right? Correct. Didn't they mostly focus on just working out and like relationships yeah. and that yeah. type of shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just didn't like the fact that Something they're talking about could be sticky. Mm, fair enough. Um, I would say if you are 18 to 25, you don't have real responsibility and you're in a job you hate, but you have something better that you would like to do, just fucking do it. Create content. But don't, yes, just fucking do it. Don't waste time doing a job you hate because you have nothing to lose at that age. And the best place to get encouragement and inspiration to do that hustle <laughs> is Matt Kim podcast, discord channel. Check the link below. Do that also. <laughs> but if you're young and you want to do something else and you feel like your job doesn't matter, just fucking quit. Go move back into your buddy's house. Go move into your parents' basement for a year or two years. Save some money. Yes. Get on a grind. Yes. Yes. And Agreed. just fucking do it. Agreed. I don't care what it is. 100%. If you are 40 and you fucking hate your job mm. and you have a family you have to take care of and you can't just quit your job because you need money, if it's content creation or whatever else that you may want to do, you just have to work at night. Yeah. Just do it. That's what we're doing. We're yeah. working at night. Exactly. Turn off ESPN. Bro. Don't play video games. You don't need to drink the fifth beer and get to fucking work. Because that's all you have. I. You have to make sacrifices if that's the position you're in. I love, for everyone out there that just heard what Matt said, I absolutely adore what you just said, bro. Like, perfect fucking answer that's what i tell people Mm -hmm. i say if you're like us you're in your 40s or more and you hate where you are you bust your ass at night like turn off just like you i love the way you say just fucking turn off the tv don't drink the beer like you have time at least a good you have at least a good four hours at night every night and if you put together four hours a night and maybe eight hours on a weekend 
16 hours at 20 hours, you can get in 36 hours of work. That's almost equivalent to your job. Fair, fair. Yeah, absolutely. And all you got to do is do it. Yeah, it's, it's possible. It it's one more than possible enough. There's no excuse. If you hate what you do for you to not be able to do something else, don't say there's not enough time because there's enough time. That's some of the best pragmatic advice that I've heard in a long time. And the reason why I resonate so strongly is because that's literally what I've told men. Correct. I say, I mean, that's literally what we're doing right now. What's your excuse? Oh, I don't have time. Yeah, you got fucking time, bro. You can sacrifice a few hours of sleep for a couple of years. Exactly. If, if you really don't have time, because some people have a lot of obligations, family obligations. Maybe your kids are at that age where they require a little bit of more time. Fair enough. I get it. But if that's the case, just sleep three hours less. Mm-hmm. You just have to. It you is what to. it is. If you have time to watch a Netflix episode, you have time to do extra hour work. Bro, you got it. If you have time to watch three hours of a football game, because they're fucking long these days with lots of commercials, yes. just being a part of the consumerism of yeah. America these days, yeah, you have time to do something to better yourself, 100. to do some work. 100. And I think people need to start doing that because people are stuck in the grind. And I get it. It sucks. You feel helpless in the grind. Just fucking do it. I agree. And one of the best places to get encouragement <laughs> and inspiration is go to I Matt Kim Podcast Discord. Link below. <laughs> Fuck it. See you next week. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I think late night is um, late night's fun. It's different. I think next different, time, different vibe. I feel like we can um, maybe we'll do a live of it too. I, I think we can pull totally it live at night while we.